want to thank you so much for joining us and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time, we really do appreciate you taking the time today. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number, 419-794-3030 or online, americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, Americans think they're going to need more savings to retire. We're going to tell you exactly how much that is. Does your retirement portfolio come with crash detection? And why some newly retired folks need to learn how to say no? All this and more. But first, let me check in with the guys, Nolan and Scott. Glad to be with you as always. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to be here. I know just uh, last weekend we finished up our fundraising event that we did for the Hooves Chili Cook-Off and Craft Brew. And, you know, I just got to say, we here in Northwest Ohio, we have such an incredible community of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had about 175 people that came out mm. and helped at that event. Uh, we got a lot of volunteers from uh, Tau Kippa Epsilon and the fraternity down at Bowling Green, uh, which my son last weekend was uh, selected as the president for. Awesome. And uh, the good news was uh, we were able to raise uh, just right at about $55,000 to help Fantastic. our local veterans. So great, great week so far. Yeah, that that is really a great time in uh uh, what a tremendous cause, and uh, the things that those people do out there is just truly amazing. We've had the pleasure of going out there several times, and it's you can't have a bad day when you walk away from there. No, it's always a good time. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking today about crash detection is one of the topics. And so the other interesting big news in my family is my uh, youngest son just turned 16. So uh, oh, yeah going to go take his driver's test here pretty soon. And uh, before long, we'll have another driver in the house. Oh, but, boy. Uh, I'm going to have to teach him about crash detection, which <laughs> That's right. we'll teach you guys about on the financial side today. Especially crash prevention, which is what you want in the car when it comes to the markets. That's really out of our hands. But here on the show, a common theme we talk about is controlling what you can control. So uh, if you want that, if you want to start putting together a plan that can control those variables, 419-794-3030 is the number. But here's a question for, for the listeners out there. What are you most concerned about in retirement? There's a new survey by Schroeder's uh, of new retirees that found a third of them were terrified to give up their paycheck going into retirement. And 55% of them didn't believe they'd be able to replace even 75% of their current paycheck. So valid concerns, I think. How are you guys, how is the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, how are you helping clients with concerns like this? Yeah, they are. Those are big concerns. You know, they go to work all those years and you're so used to a comfortable paycheck and then all of a sudden you move into retirement time and things change. And, you know, looking at the numbers, you even have 45% of people between the ages of 55 and 64 uh, fear having high medical bills. And, you know, 39% of those, even over age 65, you know, eligible for Medicare uh, have the same fear. So I know, Scott, you've been uh, just busy back to back in the, uh, you know, busy time of the year for Medicare and the different plans. And is that the fear that you see? And how do you address that when you're talking with different people? Oh, there's no question, Nolan. That is a a tremendous fear. You know, I I run into this a lot where, you know, some of the people that I I wrote some nice plans for last year have come in and I, for their uh, annual review, and I ask them, so how's the plan working? And I'm shocked to hear that uh, over the last two weeks, I've had four clients come in that have had actually significant health issues. And uh, these people said, you know, it just hit me out of the blue. You know, I had uh, I got an email this past weekend from a client that actually uh, discovered that they had cancer. Right. Mm. Uh, The one good thing is uh, they were very, very pleased with the plan that I put them with because it kind of minimized their out of pocket expenses for for the treatments they had. And uh, he said, you know, because of the plan you put me with, I'm able to retire. 
But had I not had the right plan, I don't know what kind of out-of-pocket expenses I would have been looking at. You know, I really feel that that is a big fear. Um, you know, like you said, 33% are terrified to give up their paychecks. And what worst way to get rid of or blow up a, a portfolio is to have those high out-of-pocket unexpected medical bills. So uh, that is a fear, and I run into it every day. Yeah, you know, what I would say, too, is I see people that retire before the age 65, and they think, well, you know, I'll just go ahead and I've been in good health. I haven't had any issues. I can probably just coast along with no coverage until 65 until I get Medicare eligible. And, you know, to me, that is extremely dangerous. You know, don't go without insurance coverage. And then all the way down to the end, when you're thinking about, you know, how do you protect a family from being wiped out if you or a loved one have some type of long-term medical care and the devastating impact that it can have on a family when they need, you know, nursing home or some sure. type of care. Uh, I ran into some folks earlier today that were talking about a friend of theirs and their spouse has dementia and, you know, what the cost is associated mm -hmm. with that and, and how quickly that can get things to go down. It all does kind of tie back, and even some of this stuff ties back into the fact of, again, that number one fear is not having enough money in retirement time and, you know, outliving their income. One of the suggestions that I would have for folks that are listening is, number one, create a written retirement income plan and look for strategies to generate retirement income. So right now, the stats show about 49% of people don't have any strategies to generate retirement income and instead they just opt to kind of pick away at their retirement nest egg sure. and you know picking away at your retirement nest egg is not a written retirement income plan and i don't want to confuse people on the fact that some people have had a financial plan done mm -hmm. or you know some people maybe when they log into their 401k it has a gauge that shows whether their investments are on track or not what I'm talking about is a written retirement income plan. So what are the various sources of income that you have, uh, reliable and variable? So things like Social Security, pension, uh, maybe annuity income. How much do you get from dividends and interest? You know, how much income is your lazy assets generating? When you look at those, then the next thing is, is to figure out how do you get each of those categories to increase and provide the most retirement income that you can, um, things like taking Social Security early can reduce the amount of lifetime income that you have. Uh, not looking at your dividends and interest that you get on your portfolio could make you miss out on, you know, 20 or 30% more dividend and interest income. You know, the, the stock market is an area that we really can't control. The markets right. go up and down, but you can control through investment selection process the amount of income that you get from things like dividend and interest. Um, doing an annuity review, a lot of folks that are listening, they may have an old annuity. Uh, well, as you're aware, if you've been listening to the show, annuity rates have really dramatically increased in 2022 mm -hmm. with interest going up. So by doing an annuity review, you may be able to get higher interest. Uh, if you have riders on the account that provide some form of income, as you get older, you know, you have less of life expectancy, and so that income could be higher too. Those are the things that you want to do is in creating that written retirement income plan to make sure that you feel comfortable that you have enough money to cover your, you know, paychecks that you need in retirement time. Sure. So, you know, there is a big difference um, in, like you said, Nolan, there's a big difference in having a financial advisor and putting together a, a portfolio for you and having a true written retirement income plan. 
you know, that kind of keeps you on track for, for how you want to navigate through retirement is having that written plan put in place. Yeah, it's, you know, great to look at your investments. And I think that's something that, you know, people should do. But there's different phases of life. You know, you have the saving and accumulation phase. And that's the phase when, you know, people are putting money into their retirement plans. They're building their 401k. Mm -hmm. And the investment process may be different. In sure. fact, I believe it oftentimes is different than when you transition into retirement time because now you're not continuing to put money into the plan. You're pulling money out of the plans. So you have to make sure that every single dollar, if you're not getting up and going to work every day, every single dollar you have gets up and go to work every day. And the philosophy on how we put that together is what we call the independent income system. That's the process to kind of help create that written retirement income plan. If you do a quick search online, if you go to Google and you type in independent income system, the video comes right up. It, it's the first thing there. If you go to americasretirementheadquarters.com, you can find it there as well. But it is very truly, and, and we're not here, or I, I'm assuming we're not here to badmouth other financial advisors, especially the ones, you know, while you're in the working world, they are there to help that nest egg grow. But when you round that corner, you get ready to approach retirement. It is about having that money turn into your income plan, into your retirement plan. And that is where the team at the Retirement Guys formula really comes into play, you know, making that money now work for you. So if you want to get started, if you have these concerns, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of people out there giving up the fear of giving your paycheck, the, the concern that you may not be able to replace even a portion of your paycheck, start generating a plan, take some of that emotional guesswork and, and uncertainty out of it by picking up the phone and giving a call. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Once again, 419-794-3030, or you can also go online, schedule a time there, americasretirementheadquarters.com. What is the magic number to retire? A new survey by Northwestern Mutual show Americans now think they need at least $1.25 million to retire comfortably. That is actually a 20% increase from what they were saying this time last year. You can thank inflation and volatility in the markets is the main reason why that number has gone up. Uh, guys, have you seen people put off retirement trying to reach a number, a, a, a target number in their mind? And it comes to find out they didn't actually have to. I, I do. I run into that all the time. I know that I had a couple that I recently met with and, you know, their plan was to get to this certain number. And unfortunately, locally, they were cutting positions at her firm. And uh, she unfortunately was forced to retire before she wanted to and got to that magical number. And the good news is, is, you know, we brought her in, we sat down, we kind of walked through the planning process and, you know, took a look at things and were able to kind of help address the issue that says, yes, you know, you can retire by having a game plan put in place. You know, when I think about it, you know, a magical number, the first thing I think about is looking at that statistic. So the study shows that they think over the last year the retirees need about 20 percent more than they did in the previous sure. year when they asked retirees that number is uh one is kind of scary and i guess the reason that that number is up so dramatically from the previous year is because one you've had the stock market decline this year right. and then you've got you know inflation either at or close to double digit numbers so you've got that double whammy impact and people are going and saying you know hey i need more money because groceries are up or you know i need to cut my expenses because the market declines happen and i need to have more money that is true um the most important thing to think about though is everybody's situation is unique sure i know scott when you look at it from a healthcare perspective um, they talk about different numbers that you need for for health care and you know for the most part um, when you're looking at it 
dependent upon where your income is and your thresholds, it's more easy, I'd say, to kind of calculate what maybe would be the lifetime healthcare cost. Sure. Because you know what some of those numbers are. Oh yeah, the, you know the numbers are upwards of three hundred fifty thousand over the lifetime of retirement. Well, if you're looking at one point two five million, three hundred fifty thousand of that's coming right off the top in a bucket sitting somewhere that's uh, going to protect against that catastrophic claim. And and it's important to make sure that you have that. You know, one of the things that I uh, have have been a big fan of for many many years is the health savings accounts, right? You can put that money aside. I've got some clients that have anywhere from forty to seventy thousand dollars sitting into a health savings account. Once you are on Medicare, you can use that health savings account money. Uh, that is your bucket, so to speak, and that will offset a good portion of some of the Medicare costs that you're going to incur early in um, in retirement and moving through Medicare. But one of the things that you you really want to pay attention to is the older you get, the more things tend to break, right? And when I say break, I'm talking about your physical health. That's when you're going to need more of that care and, and more of uh, high cost is going to come into play there. You know, we, we talk uh, many times we talk about um, long-term care insurance, right? And if you don't have some of this money set aside for that, it could blow up a portfolio. You know, but no, one thing I, w- I want to mention, you know, I'm the, I'm the senior member of the team here at um, America's Retirement Headquarters. And I've never even thought about what number I need, right? Until about a couple of months ago. And as we do these shows and we go through and we talk about this stuff, I'm like, I'm surprised that, you know, now I'm thinking about it. I'm surprised at the number of people that are under, you know, 60 years old. They probably don't even think about that number at all. They're just chugging away, working, putting the money aside, doing whatever they're doing, spending their money, whatever. You know, now that I'm 60, I'm thinking, what is my magic number, right? How much am I going to need? And I never really thought about that. So, uh, you know, as we do this and, and you run across these people all the time, it's um, it makes you stop and think. How many people are really putting a magic number out there? I'm sure it's quite a bit. Yeah, if you want to know what your magic number is, let me give you a couple of tips on how to figure that out. First of all, what you want to do is you want to break the numbers down. The first thing is, is you want to know how much money is needed for reliable income. So when you're thinking about reliable income, think about the amount of money that you need on a monthly basis to cover all of the life's necessities, you know, Uh, the groceries, the car, the room and board, and add those all up. Those should be covered from sources like Social Security and pension. If you have a gap, you know, we can run a calculation and it can determine if you shift some of your money from your nest egg into another vehicle that provides reliable income, what that number would be. Uh, You should have money set aside for fun stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to do things. Uh, As an example, if you wanted to spend uh, $10,000 a year on vacations and your desire is you're probably going to be more active in the first 10 years of your retirement, that's easy math to figure out what that number needs to be. 10 years, you know, at $10,000, you can do the math and figure out what that number is. Uh, Money, as you pointed out, for healthcare-related expenses whether that's your you know, Medicare or supplemental coverage, whether that's your out-of-pocket expenses, uh, as you talk about the issues of what could happen if you needed long-term care. And for there, what we do is we like to try to leverage your dollars to get you more bang for your buck. So if you do have some type of healthcare crisis, you're not paying dollar for dollar to help minimize the amount of money that you need to set aside uh, in those scenarios. 
What we oftentimes find people is we find people that want to retire uh, before what's considered full retirement age for like Social Security. Uh, for a lot of folks, that might be age 66, mm -hmm. and they're going to retire at 62. A lot of times they may think, well, the, I'll just turn on Social Security at 62, and that'll help give me some income until I get to, you know, later on in life. And they'll subsidize that by taking money out of their 401k. We like to create a bucket of money because oftentimes it may not make sense to draw Social Security early and take a lifetime penalty. So if you needed $5,000 a month and you needed that to fund age 62 to 66, again, now you can do the math and figure out what is the bucket of money that you need. What we did in our office is we created this calculator. It's called our independent income system calculator. And so we can go in there and we can type in information about like how much your income is now, how much of that income that you want to replace, uh, what are the various sources of Social Security, uh, what are the expected returns in the different buckets of money that you have. And by using that, it'll actually tell you what your number is. Mm -hmm. And I like instead of just saying, well, everybody needs to have 1.25 million, Everybody needs to have a number that's customized to their own unique situation. Mm -hmm. That's why we use our uh, independent income system calculator. There are good planning tools that are out there, too. So one of the other things, Scott, is you could take a look at, like, planning software that we use called Right Capital. Mm -hmm. So within Right Capital, you could go in and you could say, well, here's the amount of money that I have saved. Here's the age of when I want to retire. Here's the type of income we can look at uh, the different stages of retirement. So it's not that, you know, every year your income needs to go up by the inflation factor. You know, sometimes what you find is you want to spend more money while you're young and healthy. Sure. Go spend time with the kids, take mm -hmm. them on trips. You know, when you get later in life, maybe you slow down. Expenses can go down, except where you pointed out in the fact of unexpected or big healthcare costs that, you know, could increase those numbers. Uh, and look at it in, in the different stages. Software right, like Right Capital like that, we can help those of you that are listening out with. What it'll do is it'll do an analysis and it'll tell you uh, the probability of success. So it'll start to look at scenarios and it'll say, well, what if you do have that healthcare crisis? Sure. How does that impact your plan? Or what if inflation stays high? What if the stock market continues to crash? What if tax rates go up by 20%? What if Social Security fails? So it's running through all of these scenarios, and it's giving you the probability of success. Then if the output, let's say the output is you have a 65% probability of success, that is a good start, but maybe it's not something that you feel comfortable with that you're ready to move into retirement time. By having it within the planning software, then what it allows us to do is it allows us to look at different scenarios. Mm -hmm. So like, what would it look like if we optimize Social Security? Well, what would it look like if we helped put a plan in place that protected you from the market crash? So when we stress test it, what were the biggest things that derailed your plan? And now what are the solutions? And by implementing that, you can kind of recalculate the numbers and then it could show you, you know, you now have an 85 or 90% chance of success. In fact, one of our most popular videos on our YouTube channel talks about that software and it's our review of Right Capital. Uh, you go over to America's Retirement Headquarters on YouTube. In our review of technology, you can take a look at the review of what we did on Right Capital uh, to help you figure out, you know, what is the number that you need right. 
Uh, in fact, if you're listening, the first five callers so that call us up will give you a access uh, to be able to get into the software and be able to crunch the numbers. Uh, we can give you our uh, insider code on how to be able to get in there and help you run the numbers. So if you want to know what your magic number is, uh, as a way to say thank you, as we're thinking about the holidays and how thankful we are, uh, we'd extend that out to five people who contact us to give us access to our planning software to help you know what your magic number is. So keep this number in mind, 419-794-3030. Take advantage of this. Be one of the first five callers and get access to that and figure out what's going to work best for you going forward and, and you know what your chances are. You know, a lot of that uh, worst-case scenario, but it's better to go ahead and plan for it and find out you'd still be okay than uh, have it catch you off guard and, and those things really derail your retirement. 419-794-3030. Now, here on the show, we're often talking about seeking opportunity in times of financial turmoil, uncertainty, and when the market is down, there might actually be a tax opportunity. It comes when you offset any gains with some of your losses. It's something that's called tax loss harvesting. Uh, guys, do you mind explaining that a little bit more? Yeah, happy to. Uh, you know, tax loss harvesting is generally it works like this. What you do is you sell an investment that is underperforming and losing money. Then you can use that loss to possibly reduce your taxable capital gain and potentially offset up to $3,000 of your ordinary income. You know, finally, you can reinvest that money from the sale into a different security that meets your investment needs and an asset allocation strategy. And I think that's one of the great things about working with us at America's Retirement Headquarters is that comprehensive approach. You know, the decisions that you make with your investments are gonna impact your taxes. And you wanna have these things kind of working hand in hand together. This is an area where I think it's a good idea to make sure that you're having a conversation with your accountant and your CPA, because what happens is when the, ball drops and it's December 31st and the year is over, you know, that kind of locks in what the tax numbers are for that mm -hmm. year. So, you know, what a double whammy it would be sure. to have an investment account. You had maybe some sales that were made earlier this year and, you know, you get a tax bill for a bunch of gains that you were not aware of until after the fact to come to find out that at the same time, your investment portfolio you know, went down because of the market decline, kind of like a double whammy impact. That's why it's important to take a look at this tax opportunity and to do it at this time of the year because the clock is ticking, time is running out. A couple of things that you want to consider. Uh, number one is this doesn't apply to retirement accounts. So when we're looking at these tax loss harvesting opportunity, it's really looking at uh, your non retirement accounts. So if you have money set aside in an after-tax brokerage account or an investment account, that's where you're looking at these things. Maybe, you know, from the sale of real estate or property, uh, those are the type of things that you want to be having a conversation with your financial professional and say, hey, you know, where am I at on realized gains this year? There's also something that you need to consider, which is the difference between how short-term versus long-term capital gains are taxed. Mm -hmm. uh, there's different rates that can apply for short-term versus long-term capital gains. And even when you get into the gains, uh, the rates on the capital gains can vary too, which again is why it's a good idea to sit down and take a look at this. You know, if you think about the, the, the tax code, it can stack on top of each other. It's gotta be astronomically high. It's one of those areas that it gets very confusing um, but as we know, the Honorable Learned Hand, he was a judge, he said there's two systems of taxation. It's one for the informed and one for the uninformed. 
Uh, we want to make sure that you're informed about this as an opportunity and make sure you apply to your situation. I'll give you one example. If you had an investment A, and let's say investment A you sold and you had a $20,000 capital gain, the potential tax, if it's at a 35% rate, the potential tax on that would be $7,000. Now, you also have investment B, and investment B is at a $25,000 capital loss. What you could do is you could use that $25,000 capital loss to offset the $20,000 capital gain. That's potentially saving the $7,000 of the tax bill, mm -hmm. you could then also apply the $3,000 to reduce the ordinary income tax. And again, assuming the tax bracket was 35%, uh, that's another $1,050 in potential tax savings. And then you could apply that $2,000 future to gains in the future or income in the future. The total potential tax saving there is $8,050. So tax loss harvesting is something that you wanna pay careful attention to. It is something that you wanna take a look at. If you're not familiar with what it is, if you get a hold of us, we can take a look at your uh, individual situation and make sure that there's some actions that are taken if they're needed before the end of the year to take advantage of this tax strategy. Kind of a double-edged sword right now because uh, it being the end of the year, towards the end of the year, it's a perfect time to take a look at this. But also, uh, there's not much time to do it because we're so close to the end of the year. So don't delay if you want to figure out how to you know, minimize some of the taxes that you have to pay. And I think that's pretty universal out there. Give a call. Let the team at America's Retirement Headquarters walk you through the process. If you've got a CPA, they'd love to work with them. If not, they'd be happy to put you in touch with one of theirs. But to get started, 419-794-3030 or go to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Scott, I know it is a busy time of the year for you right now with it being the annual election period, which makes this especially shocking to me. A new report says that actually more than half of the people on Medicare they don't bother to review their plan options each year. They just stick with what they have because it's too much of a hassle to switch. Now, as I said earlier, we are in the annual election period right now, the open enrollment period. It wraps up uh, a little less than a month from now, December 7th. What are the reasons that someone might consider changing plans? And if they do do that, uh, how difficult is it actually for you to help them with that? It is the annual enrollment period. It ends December 7th. Uh, so the big question, like you said, is uh, should I change my Medicare plan? And the answer to that is maybe right i mean <laughs> yeah. you know it, it's everybody's situation is um individualized and doesn't what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another so um it's very important that you at least sit down and do a review of your current plan um it it, it truly truly amazes me at the the numbers the numbers are staggering there's like 58 percent of people don't even bother to look at their plan or look for new plans um that number is crazy because every year there are things that are changing in Medicare every year. And, uh, you know, if you have a plan, I've, I've talked to people that, well, I've had this plan for 15 years and they've done nothing with it. I mean, Nolan, how in the world could somebody sit back and, and not look at their investment portfolio for the last 15, 20 years, just sit there and do nothing? That's not being a smart, prudent investor, right? Yeah, I guess maybe it's a challenge because people uh, don't know what they don't know. You know, they don't know about their financial world. But it's not surprising, I think, when I have people that come in and they say, you know, I haven't made any changes to my 401k in 10 or 15 or 20 years. And, you know, as long as everything's going good, sure, that seems to work out. But just like this year in the market, you know, when things don't work out is when you find out maybe that plan wasn't exactly what you wanted to have. 
In fact, if you dive deeper into these numbers, what it found is only 20% of people who responded have a good understanding right. of original Medicare, and only 31% have a good understanding of the Medicare Advantage plan. I really, See, that's a big thing. You know, I had a client in this past week, and um, actually I did an event last week, uh, even before the client came in, uh, in Newark, Ohio, had a great turnout, had, you know, 60-some people there, and uh, several people wanted to learn more, which is, you know, that's why I do these events, you know. And I had several people ask me questions. They said, well, why do I need to do anything other than original Medicare? Is there a need for that? You know, because I'm paying for uh, Medicare Part B, and why do I need anything else? Well, that just go, plays into that number. 20% have no idea of what original Medicare covers and the pitfalls. You know, the reason why you want to do something else is because there are out-of-pocket expenses, you know, like the Medicare Part B is truly 80-20. And the crazy thing about that is it's 20% of whatever the cost is. There's no cap. You know, the old health insurance plans, you know, many years ago, you had a $2.5 million cap or $5 million and, you know, Obamacare came out and, and eliminated that, right? Well, with Medicare... The Part B, which is the medical services, right, it's 20% of whatever the charge is throughout the entire year. You know, so if you've got somebody that's, you know, had a, maybe open heart surgery, they've got a three or $400,000 bill, and of that three or $400,000 bill, 100, 150 of it is medical services, physician fees, things like that, you're on the hook for 20% of that, you know, so should I change my Medicare plan? Absolutely, yes, if you don't have something other than just original Medicare. You know, the other thing, you know, that you can attest to, Nolan, is, you know, financial advisors, uh, they actually are kind of a front line for people, helping them out, right? And I found that 33% of Medicare-eligible individuals have a financial advisor, but only 2% use them for Medicare, you know, and you and I have had several conversations about that. You know, you put your financial plan in place with a Medicare agent like me. <laughs> I know I don't, <laughs> right? And do you want to buy your insurance, your Medicare insurance from a financial advisor? And we found that the answer to that is, you know, you could. Is it the best option? Probably not. Right. I mean, well, it's, it's such a broad topic. I mean, you have to understand the healthcare industry just mm -hmm. the same as how I have to understand, you know, the stock market, the economy. They do overlap, which they is do. why you want to have that comprehensive approach, because, you know, what happens medically wise, if, you know, they get into a bad situation medically wise, mm -hmm. they're going to go back to the financial professional because they're going to have to pull money out. Absolutely. And so these are the areas where they overlap each other. And it's why it's important to have that kind of comprehensive approach. You know, the other reason I think it's so important is some of the things that happen end up becoming uh, things that you could be locked into. Right. Um, you know, you have original Medicare, then you have supplemental insurance, you have an Advantage plan. So, um, you know, you you may switch from a supplemental plan to an Advantage plan. Um, again, I don't know your situation, but maybe, you know, with the new benefits of the Advantage plan, or if you call that 800 number and, you know, they try to put everybody all into the same plan, and they put you into an advantage plan and you gave up your supplemental plan. What some people don't realize is that after you know a year mm -hmm. goes by, 
uh, if they want to go back into a supplemental plan, they would have to qualify medically for that. You would have to go through medical underwriting, and you could be denied if you wanted to go from uh, an advantage to a uh, back to a supplement. You know, you do get that 12-month uh, free test drive, you know, and um, if it works, uh, you know, you like it. And that's what I'm finding. A lot of people... Uh, are really liking the plans that they're going into. You know, uh, I saw another number that, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that don't truly understand Advantage plans. And one of the things that um, is out on the, uh, you know, you talk to doctor's offices. I had a client that actually came to me and said, well, you know, I went and I talked to my cardiologist because I was asking him about Advantage. I'm turning 65. I don't know what to get. In a doctor's office, uh, his particular doctor's office told him, uh, yes, we do take that plan. But, oh, I don't know if I uh, like the Advantage plans. And I, I said, well, what did they say? And I said, are they on one? You know, the, the person he talked to. And, and um, he said, well, no, she's quite a bit younger. And um, But uh, she doesn't like the fact that some of these companies don't pay their bills on time. I said, well, his name happened to be John. I said, well, John, uh, that's not your problem. Yeah, it's not what's best for your health it's situation. Exactly right. You know, so the unfortunate thing is this this poor woman had no idea what she was really, you know, talking about, but she did answer one thing correct. Yes, they do take that particular plan. I I have found that um you know, the path of least resistance is always where a lot of people tend to migrate towards and um there's a lot of nuances to the Advantage plans, and if you truly don't understand them, then it's easier to just not look that direction, right? I mean, if I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to look the opposite direction because I don't want to get into something I don't know about. That's why I'm here. That's why uh, you know we've created America's Medicare Associates to help people understand. We do these um, educational events all the time, and we explain. We drill down line by line by line. Uh, you know, one of the things I do is I'll show you real live claims. Real, uh, I've got a, a access to a claim system where I can actually show you how an actual claim works. You know, when I do my events, one of the things I always say is, you know, this I can talk until I'm blue in the face about all of the benefits. Right? Means absolutely nothing until you actually have a claim. You want to make sure that the policy that you decide on is going to work for you and be there for you when you, um, uh, you know, when you've turned in that first claim. So, you know, like you said, Chris, uh, should I change my Medicare plans? It depends if you have a plan that maybe uh, isn't working best for you. One of the things I run into a lot is, um, you know, some of the older clients, they're paying premiums for their supplemental plans in upwards of 250 to 300 bucks a month. If you're spending that kind of money on a, a supplemental policy, you might want to take a look and see if there's another plan out there. You know, one of the things to keep in mind is, you're paying that premium whether you're healthy or not, whether you're using the plan or not, you're paying that premium. There may be a better option out there. And, um, you know, you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors if you don't at least look to see if there's something better out there for you. Well, you know, we did an earlier segment today on the show, and in case you missed it, you can always just go over to our YouTube channel, go over to America's Retirement Headquarters on YouTube. We did a segment earlier today talking about what do retirees fear most. Sure, absolutely. And the number two on the list was high medical bills. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's an area that people are not paying attention to, but that's one of the things that, again, we can kind of help take a look at if, you know, high medical bills are a concern for you and why it is important to kind of go through and have that review done and look at things. While you're at our YouTube channel, if you want to learn more about the topic of Medicare, we have 
several different segments where we dive a little bit deeper into the difference between things like what the supplemental or the advantage plan is. And, you know, if you have an opportunity, if you want to stay educated, which is what we're all about in teaching you why it's important to take a couple of minutes and address these issues, make sure when you're over there on our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, and that'll be a way that you can find us easier in the future as more topics come up. Now, if YouTube's not your thing, don't worry about that. Keep in mind, we're on every major podcast that's out there. So whether it's the Apple or uh, Spotify, or you want to look us up on the Google podcast, again, just type in America's Retirement Headquarters in your favorite podcast, and you can listen to any of this past shows or this show again if you'd like to, you know, listen to it again and get informed. That's what we're, we're here to help you with. Available on demand whenever you're ready for that. Uh, again, also available on the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com, how you get in touch with the team. Scott, you mentioned people like taking the path of least resistance and, you know, honestly, not doing anything seems like that would be the least resistant. But what happens if you don't review your plan and you roll into 2023 and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, well, your medication's not on the formulary anymore or your doctor's not a network or who knows what could happen down the line because you didn't review that. There's going to be a little bit of resistance there, something that you were trying to avoid. So certainly worth taking the time. Again, open enrollment period ends December 7th, so not much time left. But go ahead and, and get on the calendar and just cross that off as you enter into the holidays. Schedule a time to speak with the team. Go to americasretirementheadquarters.com or americasmedicareassociates.com or give a call 419-794-3030. One of the classic conditions of a recession is high unemployment, something that we are starting to see. Unfortunately, more companies are announcing layoffs. And for those of us nearing retirement that are worried about losing their job, guys, can you help determine whether they can actually retire now by putting a plan in place? What uh, advice do you have if you run the numbers and you find out that they can't? Well, I would say running the numbers and helping people out, this is exactly what we do. Sure. This is what we're here for. Mm -hmm. So if you're you know, one of the people that have unfortunately been impacted with the economy and you want to know how to cope with losing your job at 60, uh, we can get you that information. I had a, recently met with a couple, I'm going to, you know, change the names obviously to protect them, but let's call them Rick and Stacy. And, you know, Rick and Stacy, Rick's been retired for a little bit. Uh, Stacy continued to work because they were getting the health care mm -hmm. for the family and, you know, things were going to go good. She was going to work for a couple of more years and kind of, you know, bridge that gap till they could get to, you know, lower health care expenses in the future. And unfortunately, she was one of the people that was recently caught up uh, in some of the corporate job cuts. Uh, I was looking at the news and, you know, some of the big names that are out there right now. I know uh, last week, Amazon is reportedly set to cut 10,000 corporate jobs. Wow. So you could be, you know, going to work thinking everything is fine. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, things get change in a hurry, you know, number one is hopefully before something bad happens, you're meeting with a professional and you're developing a plan to see, you know, if that end goal, the finish line uh, is, you know, a, on track. And if the finish line gets moved up, you know, how does that impact things? Because, you know, I think that can help you by making sure that you have a plan in place first and foremost. The, the first thing that I told Rick and Stacy is I said, look, let's take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. You know, take a deep breath. I've run into a lot of people being the fact that we focus on helping people transition from the working years to the retirement years that all of a sudden they'll make uh, sometimes some big knee jerk poor decisions. And those can be costly mistakes, uh, mistakes like 
cashing out their 401k because sure. they feel that they need to pay down or pay off their mortgage without any thought process on how that you know could impact them in the long run. Um, making the wrong choice with their pension. Uh, you know, you have choices like a lump sum, a survivorship. Uh, those choices can be irrevocable decisions that you can have. So first and foremost, take a deep breath, mm -hmm. get financially organized, and there's things that then you can do. Number one, you know, quite possibly you could be able to apply for unemployment benefits. So if you fall in that situation and you're eligible for those benefits, you want to take advantage of those benefits. Uh, we had in the situation of Rick and Stacy, they were given a severance package. Okay. Now, within that package, they had to meet certain criteria and they had to respond within a set amount of time, meaning that offer was going to set to expire. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people are all mad, you know, like, you know, I can't believe corporate did this to me and I'm, I'm going to, you know, do something else about it. And, and I'm not saying having a conversation with an attorney of something wrong. Uh, in your opinion, to happen, but pay attention to those deadlines because if you only have a certain amount of time to respond to those, you need to follow those deadlines uh, for things like your severance pay. You need to review what your benefits are and what benefits you've lost. Uh, a lot of people will have life insurance. You know, mm -hmm. they'll have one or two times, or maybe you opted in to have some additional life insurance from work. Well, if you retire early or you're forced into this situation, you may lose your life insurance benefits. So, you know, one of the ways of coping with losing your job at 60 is to figure out now, heaven forbid, if something happens to me, is my surviving spouse still protected in the event that we have a premature death? And if not, you know, is buying like life insurance an sure. option or a strategy to help kind of bridge that gap to where you get? One of the other things that can be a, a big impact is the changes, especially, you know, for somebody at age 60 with medical expenses. Yeah, there's no question. You know, if you have an employer that has over 20 employees, uh, then there's what's called a COBRA, right? And like you said, Nolan, pay attention to the details. You only have 60 days to actually sign up and, and accept COBRA. And, uh, it does go back retro to the date that you uh, actually lost coverage. Um uh, so you need to pay attention to that because if you get past that date, you are without health coverage and, uh, you know, you're already reeling from losing, you know, I got a question for you actually. So you're talking about losing I'm 60. Is there something you want to tell me here that is something that I, I need to be prepared for? Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going there. So anyhow, you know, pay attention to, uh, those those details and dates. You know, if you um, if your income drops and you uh, uh, have um, uh, your your Cobra premiums are something that's unaffordable, then you always have the option to go on to uh, uh, the marketplace and get coverage that way. Um, that's where I can come into play and help with that. You know, um, it is based on income, so you could uh, qualify for a premium tax credit and, and uh, you know get some health coverage that way. Yeah, at the end of the day, just remember how to cope with losing your job at age 60. Just know uh, that's what we're here for. Uh, take a deep breath and then uh, give us a call. You know, we talk so often here on the show about having a plan and, it, you know, doing it sooner rather than later because there may be a situation where you find out you can retire earlier or, you know, there is some work that you need to do and, and it's better to find out about that 
you know, uh, prior to you saying, oh, I'm going to retire next year. And then you realize that there's still a lot of work to do. This is another side of it. And it's not nearly as pretty. Sometimes it is taken out of your hands, the decision, whether it is through health issues or whether it is through these layoffs like we're seeing. But rather than be caught unawares and say, well, what do I do now? You know, to have a plan to fall back on and say, okay, not ideal, but but I've accounted for this. And, and these are the next steps that we need to take to get to those next steps. Take the first step. Give a call. 419-794-3030. Maybe it's one of those things that hopefully you never have to use until the time comes when you are ready to retire. We hope that's the case. 419-794-3030 or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. I guess the newest iPhone, which I do not have for the record, but it's got a pretty cool feature called crash detection, which is what it sounds like. The phone detects various types of car crashes and then automatically calls 911. Pretty handy and Again, one of those things that you hope you never have to use. Here's the thing. Some riders of roller coasters are discovering that all the, the herky-jerky movements also triggering the calls to 911. It could be avoided by putting the phone in airplane mode. Uh, so a little bit of prevention on your end. When you're analyzing a portfolio, when you're doing these reviews, what sets off the crash detector at a, uh, the retirement guy's formula? Well, I would tell you, since I just have a, a new kid turning 16, <laughs> mm-hmm. so my, my youngest son is now 16, uh, and he's been begging me for the new iPhone. Maybe I should let him get a new iPhone. <laughs> There's a reason that, right there. That, that's a good feature, but I don't know uh, with how expensive. We'll see how it goes. I think, <laughs> you know, the the most important thing I would think is when you're looking at your portfolio and you're trying to have some type of crash detector, what you need to do is you need to have a portfolio that can be adaptive to the conditions that are outside. You know, what I tell my 16-year-old is I say, you know, hey, the first time it snows, which was last weekend here in Northwest Ohio, mm-hmm. that's the time that drivers really forget how to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they drive just like it was great weather out, and you've got to adapt to what the weather is. We, in our portfolio that we have, we have some software where what we do is we help people develop what is called their risk score number. And that number ranges from zero to 100. It's oftentimes when I do an analysis with folks that, we'll put their investments into there and it'll come back with a a risk score of like, let's say 78. So 100 is the highest, zero would be like putting all of your money in the bank. You know, 78 is like driving a car 78 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, I went this last weekend, my son played uh, hockey out at Mentor uh, and we were on the turnpike. You know, going 78 miles an hour on the turnpike, it was a beautiful Sunday weather, Mm -hmm. uh, was fine. You know, you can cruise right along now, when we got done with the game, if you remember last Sunday, and it could have been more late conditions over there in that Cleveland area, but the snow was really coming down, you know, later in the day. It had gotten dark out. Uh, the weather and the road was now a little bit more slippery. I had to adapt to the conditions sure. that were outside. It just didn't make sense to go that fast, nor does it make sense to go that fast when you're on a country road or you're in the city. You know, you don't go 78 miles an hour. You have to adapt to the portfolio. So if you if you think about your investments, the best way to get a crash detector is to say, if the conditions in the economy change, is your portfolio automatically making changes to address what's happening out there or is your gas pedal stuck exactly where you're at and you're still going 78 miles an hour even though the conditions outside look really bad and that's one of the things that we do is i mean we we try to build some strategies in place that allow us to be somewhat flexible Uh, we talk about things like circuit breakers in a portfolio to help reduce risk 
Uh, there's ways that we talk about building what is called an all-weather mm-hmm. portfolio. You know, sometimes when the weather gets bad, it's good to come inside and just, you know, set that thermostat at 72 uh, degrees so you can have that consistent weather. You know, everybody's situation's a little bit different. Um, even with a, a crash detection system, I think one of the values of working with a financial professional is it's like having somebody in the, the seat next to you. Uh, my wife does a great job. Uh, if I'm steering at the road and paying attention, you know, she's my navigator. Mm-hmm. And she'll she'll tell me, you know, hey, watch out. That says that there's red coming up above. You're going to have to watch out because it looks like traffic's going to be stopped in a couple of miles out. She can help find an alternate route if things don't look good. Uh, and sometimes she can say, hey, watch out. Don't get over. There's another car there and help with those blind spots. And I think, again, having a financial professional and using an adaptive system is going to be the best way for somebody that's close to or in retirement time to have uh, a system to help them with that crash detection. You know, I was out actually uh, in that snowy weather last weekend and uh, boy, how we forget how to drive. You you hit the nail on the head there. So uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. That new phone might be something to get uh, get for your son. He totally tasked me with uh, with mentioning the story just so you can get him the phone, by the way. You know, I, I remember, well, I don't actually remember, but, you know, the, the first time that, that you set out uh, when you're a young driver, the first time you go out on the interstate by yourself, it can be a little intimidating. And it's kind of sure. like when you're out in retirement and, and you set out for the first time, you, you're no longer working. Having to go it alone can be intimidating. The good news is you don't have to go it alone. You have a proper plan in place to navigate you through whatever may come down the line. All starts with having a proper plan put in place. And that starts with a call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030, or go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. want to thank you so much for joining us today, spending part of your time, uh, part of your weekend with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Please have a great week ahead of you. Have a safe week ahead of you. And guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I found a great quote for this week. I love this one. It's, I'm retired. Goodbye, tension. So... Thanks for taking some time to tune in to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula, America's Medicare Associates. And just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.